And welcome to Kids Get Acquainted with the Internet, a Girl Meets World podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Keith. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 2 of Girl Meets World, entitled Girl Meets High School, Part 2. Alright, so if you listen to our Part 1 podcast, you know we love this episode. And so that I'm sure that we love this one even more. Thoughts? Should I grade? No. Uh, you want? Okay. Yeah, well, let's, do, let's do the order we did last time, maybe. Yeah. So, I have to do Head in the Heart in this one, because I actually did enjoy the episode. Uh, at the same time, I, I know you guys have a lot of issues, and I agree with a lot of them, that if anything, uh, a lot of our fears about what the, that part one could turn into in part two yeah. came true, and so, like, I don't think it was, I don't think it, in a lot of ways, I don't think it was good. In other ways, I think that um, some of the ways I think it improved from part one to part two was I think the comedy was stronger. There was much less like, oh, this dialogue is way worse than usual, in my opinion. Uh, and I, I think there were a couple of fun things. I do think that the Ava plot was significantly worse. Yeah. Um, that's a good dive. Yeah, and which which kind of made me more agree with you guys from last time that, um, should have saved that, it. that it was a part, it was two-part episode, right? To yeah. be viewed as one. Why didn't they use everything that was in part one and spread it over the two episodes? Yeah. Because then altogether it would equal basically having it be I mean, an A plot. Yeah, what did we get part two from Ava? Basically, Nothing. basically not. It was just so that we'd end yeah. on a more positive note. Yeah, and and, and you don't need it didn't to. even. Yeah, it was it was still, so so. I think the Ava plot like really. Do you think? I mean, you say they're ending on a more positive note. So then, do you think that this was their resolution? Now they're done with it. I, I don't think they're totally done with it, but I think that they're not going to deal with it for a little while. Think it's probably going to come up in reference to Maya. Um, I don't know. No. I, I just think that they're, they're like, leaving this plotline for a little while and leaving it on a more hopeful note, maybe. Well, let's put a pen on that. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so, but overall, uh, I, I enjoyed some of the stuff. I enjoyed the final classroom scene. I enjoyed the intro immensely. I thought there was some solid comedy throughout. Yeah. Um, and, some, and there were some nice feel-good moments, great acting from a lot of people. Um, so, I'm thinking heart grade is kind of like a B-. minus. Wow. Um, I actually liked it. Uh, head grade is probably more like, I don't know. It's really hard. Cause I, I'm not where you guys are, even with the head grade, but, well, but maybe. Spoiler alerts. Yeah. Spoiler alerts. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking maybe C minus. Yeah. I'm thinking C minus for me. Uh, easy grader. I mean, I just don't think it was you that. Know that thing. I don't think it was that He's bad. An easy it, grader. You're like the professor that college kids are gonna look for <laughs> on like a Friday afternoon. I mean, it's just I look for like, like they're not even in the class. They just want to hang out. <laughs> Why are they looking for drugs? me specifically on a Friday afternoon? No, I mean like they want to take your class for the semester on a Friday afternoon. Oh, okay. Well, why couldn't you just send the the easy teacher they want? <laughs> 
because I had backstory. Okay. Not this very is, good backstory. This is the real... Yeah, well, neither did this episode. <laughs> I also... I mean, part of it is I have much less of an issue with the bully arc than I think you guys do. It so gross. I, I, to me... My uh, well, why don't you guys yeah. go and then yeah you go ahead you go ahead you go ahead you go ahead you're it's your turn all right okay. Keith go first we're in a triangle uh, yeah okay um <laughs> I think that I am gonna have to go F plus D minus on this bad boy <laughs> because it is literally everything I hoped it wouldn't be and I don't want to repeat myself too much from the last installation all I do want to say is I really liked the intro it was a really nice intro and it I was. liked. You know, I, just the visual comedy of the rails was nice. Yeah. Did, Maya had some funny physical comedy. Physical comedy? At the end. She, she picked up Lucas by the car. Oh, uh, yeah. And, I, she, I, yeah. and then she made the joke and, like, tried to leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it was what it was. <laughs> I just really... I, see, here's the thing is, pieces of the lesson I actually really like. So I, it's another part yeah, of it. Yeah, here's the thing. The overall concept of becoming okay personally with the fact that you have to deal with a world in which you are often not the best that you thought you were is a good lesson yeah to me again what did i say it's the costume of the idea like i was talking about last time that's totally not what i got that was what i thought that they thought they were doing but that's not what it was what it was was we have these weird fake bullies so here's the conflict in all the pre-existing situations that Usually, you're gonna hit me. No, should usually <laughs> cause the conflict are cause are created by the conflict, which is I just you're being of, too vague. Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of arbitrary <laughs> stuff. I, I I really did not like the episode, yeah. and babe, I, you lost me. Yeah, <laughs> my I, turn. Wait, wait, I do want to throw in one thing real quick, um, and it's just that. I want to point out for people, because I know no matter what, people are going to feel like we're being super negative in this, especially you guys. I am. But, but I want to remind everybody that we literally all graded the previous episode an A. So, like... Previous? Yeah, Legacy is technically, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah, before, okay. part one, yeah, I'm like, no? No, no. Before part... Yeah, we, we literally... So I just want to remind people that, like, it's not like we can't be positive... It's just we're just yeah. realistic. Yeah, I guess because you know, I guess because we might not like an episode as much doesn't mean we dislike we the have show. Standards. Yeah, like all right, Caitlin, go. I'm giving it a D. Okay, we'll start off with that. Um, the things that uh, saved it were I did really like the intro and Peaches. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you want a juice? <laughs> Anyways, you're distracting me. Let me grade. Raya. <laughs> Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, I one thing I noticed is that there was less often all six of them together. Yeah. Is that good or bad? Th- well, it's good because it's written better. It's bad because that's not going to happen a lot, I feel. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So that's the thing is, like, if they find a way to do this more regularly, mm-hmm. I think splitting them up into groups of two actually worked pretty well. Especially, think if this was an episode without an Augie Ava plot, yeah. then I think you could easily have a B plot with now, two of them. And, like, the problem with that is once that gets too systematic... You really notice it. Well, but, but you can breach. You can, but you can it out. do. You can do stuff where it's like the A plot is with the with four of them, and the B plot is with two of them. Yeah, you know, as like, long as that rotates. Yeah, you just yeah. have to think. I mean, like Friends had six people all the time, and they found ways to make it so that the people flowed, and there were different combinations of the six people in different A plots and B plots. And like, yeah. it's not like you can't do it. It's just the problem. They also have the parents, and they also have Augie and Ava. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. we've been yeah. down this road before. Yeah. 
Um, other issues I had was the history lesson that Corey gave, and we'll get more into that. Yeah. The revisionist um, history and pseudo history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, American exceptionalism, all that jazz. Dot com. Um, Corey's a jerk. Eh. <laughs> He's not a history teacher. <laughs> Ask your parents be- permission before locking on. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, oh, it's all right. I don't like you keep bringing up things I want to talk about, but go ahead. Uh, the bullies are garbage. The Ava plotline, you know. Garbage. It, well, like Dan said, it took a nosedive. Yeah. And it should have. Uh, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. And we'll get into the rest of it. All right. Raya. I, I do want to say, actually, the more I think about it, like, so I didn't know as much about the history stuff as you yeah. guys did when I watched it the first time, so that didn't bother me as much. So maybe I do have to make it a D-plus for my head grade, because that completely undermines literally the entire point of Marley, which is that she doesn't believe in his teaching, and that he proves that he can yeah. combine actually teaching them history with important lessons about their real life. And I actually liked a lot of the important lessons about real life today they had in that scene, but when it's combined with inaccurate history, <laughs> that kind of totally... Do you want to start there and work back? I, I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, why don't we just talk about specifically the, Al- like the Alamo and the... Well, let's, let's just talk about the Alamo. Okay, well, yeah. let me just... First of all, who yeah. here remembers? Uh, 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 clearly I didn't, because I thought he was mostly accurate. Yeah, but, I mean, first <laughs> Wait, of all... did you really? <laughs> I, I didn't remember. I haven't studied it in ages. I didn't remember. I thought that that scene was more or less good. But I think it was, again, wasted on this episode because it was like a really poignant thing Yeah, that was in not a very poignant context for me. So yeah. I feel like if they try to use that again, it's going to get really gimmicky and it's going to get really You're old. talking about the dream try to do good. Yeah, and I yeah. know they are. Yeah. So that's why I feel bad about that. So just like how I thought they wasted the seriousness yeah. of the Ava thing, I feel like they wasted the seriousness of this thing because now it were yeah. season... Three. Three, Three, episode yeah. one, and the whole rest of the season is like... Ep two. Now, are they going to bring these things back, and are they going to get tired? Well, that's so, the, so I guess that's the thing, I think that's the fundamental difference in how we're grading, is that you're like, this thing was good, but in the context, I still don't, I don't like it because it wasn't in the right context. I still really liked how they used Dream Try Do Good. I agree, the episode itself could be better, but I really liked that scene, so I yeah. enjoyed... For me, it's, you know, it's all like, about the planning. Like, I, I, I know where they're coming from, where they have to go. So I have to take this as if I was one of the writers. Yeah. And they and somebody, and I brought this to the table, I'd, be, I'd always be like, no, we can't, why would we do this? That's a terrible idea. We cannot do this now. Yeah. Even if it makes this crappy episode a little bit better, that makes all the other crappy episodes that much worse in the future. Well, yeah, well, well, well also, like, with Dream Try Do Good, if you think about it in the original context, it was said to Sean, Corey, and Topanga, like... It was, very important moment. Yeah. It was very important. It doesn't even necessarily have to be the finale of Girl Meets World. I would very much prefer it didn't. Yeah, no, I yeah. agree with that. But. Yeah. And the, uh, but I'm just saying that it should be a more important moment spoken to the core four. It should be a less casual takeaway. It should be really wrapped up in the moment that it pertains to. It shouldn't just be like, and remember, kids, that's what's on the board. Well, <laughs> you know? I, I don't think it was just that, though. I, no, I, I know it wasn't. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I agree that it wasn't the most poignant time to do it and that there could have been better times. 
and especially, I understand you're not the, you're not the only ones. Like we've gotten tweets from people being like, I can't believe they gave Topanga's big iconic line yeah. to random Marley lady. Yeah, which, to Swarley. <laughs> which yeah. I I understand that feeling. I didn't really care. I, I mean, I thought it made sense for her to say it, and I thought that I liked him saying history repeats itself. If this I, like, becomes her her. That they say do dream try to do good a yeah, lot. I'm gonna throw up. Uh, I don't think it will be. Yeah, I, I, very I, annoying. Here's the thing. I, I think that they're that they they think this is a pivotal moment. That's the thing. <laughs> I think that they think, oh, it's a trans. Is that better or worse? I, I don't know. Because <laughs> the thing, I think they're they specifically were using it here because they're like they're entering high school. Yeah. Things are about to really change. Corey's. This is the the code that Corey is teaching by, yeah. and it's a big shift, and so it makes and so like in some ways I get hey, where they're coming from. Yeah, well, I mean, William the same... Daniels wasn't in this episode either. Yeah, William Daniels wasn't in this episode either. I don't know what happened. Maybe he wasn't able to do it. Maybe scheduling just didn't I'm, work I'm out. I'm guessing he read the script and said, <laughs> "Hell no." That's what I, that's personally what I. Feel my, like. my assumption is just that he's getting older, and it's not super easy for him to come on set. And I think he just has higher standards. <laughs> I, I don't know, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I hope he comes back yeah, uh, in, in good episodes. Uh, Alamo, Alamo. Yeah, let's talk okay. about. Well, I, I mean, I do have more to say about that, but we can. Well, can we? Can we just get on on track with no, the scenes? backwards going? No, no. Come on, <laughs> let's let's just go on the scenes. All right, all right, all right. So, scene one, we liked the introduction. So yeah. let's, let's scene get to one, the stuff we solid, like. yeah. funny and solid. They're uh, the cutest. They're very cute. I really liked Riley's. Like again, her like. Not physical, but like facial humor. She passed out from crying all day. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I like. I, I, why was that so funny? Am I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. I also liked uh, her talking about all the other characters and like their yeah, flaws. Yeah, yeah. And I things. hope Lucas has a bad day. <laughs> yeah, I hope really Lucas good. has a really bad day. Is that because he has no flaws? So <laughs> <she didn't? Yeah. laughs> you should talk about what you said about Candace so, Cameron. Yeah, I it's. Her voice, Rowan's voice that she put on, really, really reminded me of the Candace Cameron guest spot in, what was it, the Witches of Pembroke yeah. episode? Yeah. Season, five. Season, five. Season five. Season five. Season five. Yeah. And it was like, the, the trick-or-treaters come to the door, you get no candy because you mock us. <laughs> You're gonna give Nan nightmares. <laughs> Oh man! I thought you. Were, I thought you first said you give a man a nightmare. <laughs> Stop, Keith. Um, I really like the stuff with the brownies and the juice and her going downstairs. You know, was just, she. Well, yeah, she. The first thing she said is, "I want. I need I'm a brownie. Buy a brownie. Give me a dollar." Yeah, and then she goes, "Oh, get me juice." Oh, I thought she said a pony. No brownie. <laughs> <laughs> Although that would have been a good. Oh, I thought just crap. <laughs> okay, that would have been a good joke too. Yeah. <laughs> What a brownie! I thought you said a pony. <laughs> I also like. I, I accept. I I accepted that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go buy a pony. Give me a dollar. <laughs> I'll be right back. I also really liked the whole thing of like, oh, they're out of grape. Oh, well, then surprise me. Yeah. They're not out of grape. What a great surprise! <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was really good. so cute. <laughs> the intro was really good. Yeah, I mean, so much better than the last episode's intro. And Dan, why? Why? Oh, because it was Riley and Maya, and they know how to write those characters, and they're good actors. Yeah. And that if the show was mainly that, the show would be a lot better. Uh, now, the other thing I need to say... If only they had something that was, like, a precedent <laughs> that they could base that off of. No. <laughs> to have that kind of focus. I want to talk about the Vroom Vroom Baby thing. It was okay. I, I So I liked it, and I thought it was an interesting choice. Now... It was very risky. Because they managed to do something that alluded to this without showing it. And I do wonder how much they purposely, like, 
couldn't show it. Because they were making out and that's why they did the feet thing? I think it's possible. Oh, interesting. Now, I thought it was just they had the feet thing there thought it would be funny that they were making yeah, out. Now, but you think it's reversed. So now, my question is... Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because uh, so so if so if they couldn't they so if they were given the you can't actually show people make out. Yeah. Then I think this was smart. Yeah. If, it was, if it, it is a bad thing, it is a better thing here. Yeah. yeah. My, my my point. Yeah. Like at least they found a way around it. Right. And, and so let it be like this is a real world where things happen. I still but only if you wear motorcycle boots. <laughs> Remember, kids, things only happen when you wear motorcycle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> body dust bath? Things happen after a body dust bath. I have no idea what he's referencing. What is he doing? Um, but yeah, so... What I, is he doing? If they can't show it, which would really bum me out, like, really, that would be, like, really awful, honestly. Yeah. But if they can't, this was at least clever. Yeah. And yeah. I, I enjoyed that. Season four moved on to freeform. I'm hoping that, honestly, like, the, maybe this sounds dumb, but I hope there was, like, no meaning behind it. It was just funny because of their physical Feet. position. Yeah. That yeah, I agree. Yeah, because I, I think I think that the whole thing of the, this boot person, that boot person, the room, like I think all that I was like funny. I like purple com boot, bat boots. I'm sure you do. I thought of you when I saw it before I walked it with you. That's weird. Thanks. <laughs> I was like, she'll probably like this. Hi, <laughs> you. Thanks. I did. <laughs> all right. I do. So scene two. Scene two. two. <laughs> well, we're um, still on the update, there, man. <laughs> so on. I wasn't excited about it. Uh, but, but I like scene two. So I don't really remember what scene two was. It's Lucas, <laughs> Lucas and Zay. And, what are they doing? And they're like, getting all confident and pumped for football. And yeah, Lucas keeps hurting Zay. Yeah, I, oh, I didn't like that. What yeah. I liked about this was the coming around the corner of the hallway thing. Yeah. That was a good transition. And that hallway was good. Yeah, that was that, one of the best. That was a great use of that set. Yeah. And it was a lot actually, better than last time. Did you notice that the lighting was, that they actually had lighting like in the yeah. classroom? That they had the yeah. blinds light? That, that was nice. Um, I like that this whole, okay, so the whole football thing is out of character for the show yeah. and a little bit too much and it the, went on a little too scenes long. scenes going back and forth to me, like what I said when I was watching yeah. it, that's a really foreign scene. Um, I didn't mind it. Yeah, so that was what I was going to say. So all that said, that it feels out of, out of play, like a little bit different and it went on a little too long, I still think it was good. I still think it was funny and I liked it a lot better than the, the smackle farkle part. I really didn't like the Farkle and Smackle thing with the robot and the clones and the... Can, yeah. Can they, they... That better never ever come back. The yeah. surrealism... That was a step too far They... I, I feel like they are getting a little bit too liberal with their surrealism license here. Yeah. Every once in a while, it is a great thing to have, especially on such a slice-of-life show. Yeah. But when you choose the wrong time to do it, and you pack it in at all the right time, all the wrong times, especially when you think this is a serious episode, it's not. Mm. Especially when that was when Farkle and Smackle were supposed to be like. Learning the lesson. Yeah, learning the yeah. lesson of like, oh, there are people smarter than me. We'll do that in a way that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't like it, but I also don't think it was necessarily bad for the message as far as I think that it still got the point across. It yeah. was just in a heightened comedic way that just wasn't funny. Well, it got the point across uh, you know, that like, wasn't the point that needed to get across, though. That's the problem. Well, I think it I, I think it still got the point across that, that people are way smarter than them. Costume of the idea. I, I don't know. I, it's still, I still get the idea. I just yeah, think because it's, it's the costume of the idea. No, no. I don't, ag- I don't agree with you. <laughs> I, mean, I just think it's a comedic take or, or an allegorical or heightened take on the idea. That doesn't mean it gets the costume of the idea. This is supposed to be the thing that almost broke up their friendship. No, not this. 
That's not what it was. No, it was. No, it was the, the fact the fact that they thought that they were too big for their britches and went out and had to be taken down a peg was the thing that made a fracture in the group. So now the resolution of that on the personal level of us realizing, oh, gee, we're not as great as we thought we are, yeah. is that huge comedic thing that was so surreal and it's like, yeah. it, I can began, see it was surreal going, after surreal after surreal. And then what? How how am I supposed to take that as a yeah. serious message? I, I can I can get where you're coming from. I do want to take a step back because there are a few things with the football <laughs> thing that I actually liked as far as um, the tripping scene. Uh, the tripping was ridiculous, but I enjoyed its ridiculousness. Um, I but I liked I liked a couple. <laughs> I, I feel the same way though. It could be funny yeah. if it wasn't supposed to be a pivotal moment. Uh, I, but I, I didn't think that... I don't think that moment was supposed to be a pivotal moment. I think it was supposed to be funny. Well, it was <laughs> pivotal in the sense that it was the same thing as the android scene. It was them... It was their hubris. Yeah. Their hubris was the worst fake trip I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, but, but I, I don't know. I, it's, I, to it me, was it's, funny, To but... me, it still works. It's because it's not... It isn't just... It it, it's not just a serious show. It's a dramedy. And they still get the idea there, and it's comedic. You don't just want a serious scene of them going, hey, you're not good enough to be on the football team. And then get beat up yeah. in the locker room in front of the coach. Yeah, well, here's like, the thing. If they are going that direction, and that is the major point of the episode... Then they kind of do. I don't agree with if, you. I mean, if they were making a parody of the intro to the Dick Van Dyke show and Lucas fell on a football, that would have been fine if its own context. I, made I sense. think you're being too too stringent about what it has to be. I think the whole point is that it's it's still getting the idea across, and then it's and it's becoming more serious when you're actually thinking about what's happening. But it's it's more that you're supposed to relate to it rather like right to the idea than to the specific situation. And I do. I am all for bringing in comedy in, in expe- unexpected places in serious moments. Yeah. But I just feel to do it in both wings of the situation where we have Farkle and... Um, Z- and Farkle and Smackle yeah. and yeah. Zane yeah. Zane so, yeah. so when you have <laughs> Lucas <Yeah. laughs> wow okay. we know what Ready? we're talking about Ready? Okay. so when you have Farkle and Smackle and Zay and Lucas on two separate things uh, both trying to learn their lessons yeah. on these two different plots here and they both have the same mood of see I don't think they do that's the thing I think the Smackle, the Smackle and Fargo thing is a step too far. I don't think that the the football thing is as, like yes, there's a that particular moment of the tripping is particularly like the highest ridiculousness. They picked but, up Zay like they were like yeah, it was his I, birthday. I, I know. No, I I get that like the the specific act, but like but it's still close enough to reality and the idea of being hazed or being beaten up by like because also it's supposed to being think, hazed at a bat mitzvah. Well, no, yeah, like the specific. <laughs> they're just taking they're just taking the idea and making it a little sillier. I still think that is understandable to me in the real world and what it's simplifying much more directly than a robot and a clone. That's just like we're not there's not even remotely in reality here, and so like because uh, still the idea is that when that when that cut happens away from the football team that they still get beaten up and they just didn't show it they just showed the, the silly beginning of it to me that's very different than this yeah, person takes like, their brain well, off well, well Lucas like gets pulled away and he's like scratching at the floor trying yeah. to get away well the problem with that is so Which now you're yeah, saying that 10 250 pound individuals just beat up these two little these two kids here yeah. and the coach was there and was okay with it and that's not a problem is like 
part of a serious episode. I want to throw out that I Peyton's mean, not little. <laughs> comparatively, is yeah, comparatively. Well, yes, that's compared fair. to to me, he would be. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. It, but it's... are you as strong as a horse? <laughs> Without even trying, you just are. <laughs> What? Nay. Nay. <laughs> oh man, I, I don't know. I, I... <laughs> see. I, I don't know. I just think we just fundamentally disagree here. I don't think we're gonna convince each other. I think it. I think the football thing was funny, and I don't think that that takes away because I still got the idea, even if they didn't show I me mean, specifically what it was. I still, I still related to it, and I still was like, oh, they're. T-. It felt like an, it was an allegory. I don't think an allegory means the costume of the idea. I think it was. We are in a fun, heightened way aimed at kids. You keep. I feel like you're not accepting that this is a show aimed at kids in a way that's fun. It's still getting a bigger idea across that is something relatable and that's something that actually matters. Yeah, but in Boy Meets World, when something like this happened, which is also aimed at kids, they didn't. It do wasn't it. though. It was aimed at families. There's a difference. It was on ABC. Everybody watched it. It's not It's not the same thing. It really isn't. I mean, there's a reason we have these Ava plots. There's a reason why they're very specifically, you were saying there's PSA-like in part one. That is because they want kids to understand it. And because it's aimed at people like her that are seven I, years old. I just, I also think backing up, I think I have a problem with when you're aiming things at kids, when you dumb it down past the point of necessity is an issue. I just don't, I don't think, okay, especially I don't think that the football thing is. I mean, I just think that they're just making it... They're just okay. taking I mean, a different let's, tone Well, let's it. just... Let's okay. move on. I accept your explanation for your explanation. <laughs> All right. Um, I also... I, I did want to say I liked a couple of the things the the um, the coach said. I thought he was kind of... He, he had some funny lines. Yeah. Um, I liked the... Um, What's his name? Um, football coach. Um, Good one. <laughs> I'm so clever. <laughs> what do you want to call him? Uh, Franklin. Franklin. He looks like a Franklin. All right. Who is Coach Franklin a character from something? Oh, it is from Boy. Is that Boy Meets World? I have no idea. Who was the name of no? Who was the name of the coach from Boy Meets World? They made the joke about. I have no idea. Um, you guys can look that up. I want to say I liked the joke about um, when Maya was saying all those things, and then Riley's like, "I lost all my friends, and now you're a mobster." Yeah. I liked that. That was good. I thought she said lobster. No, mobster. Are you serious? Are you serious? I, was, I was like, why is she saying that? <laughs> I was like, she sounds more like what I actually did think. Oh. Wow, Caitlin. I was paying well, attention. Well, now do you like that joke better? Yeah, I do. Um, I also, the one part of the Smackle Farkle thing that I liked. She's a lobster riding a pony. <laughs> The one thing that I from the Smackle Farkle scene that I actually liked was the stimuli stimuli thing, and I just want to say I think that the actress who plays Smackle is really good. I think she's really funny, uh, and that she. I think honestly, I would say I think that if they write, if they wrote her the right way, I think she's as as good as as Rowan and Sabrina. I think she's really funny. Um, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I think she's good. Yeah. Can we just get the B plot out of the way? Do it. Alright, so we're gonna do it so hard. We're gonna do the whole B plot. Uh, There's really not much to say here. It just became a lot more. It was Coach Franklin. Was it really? That's funny. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, the thing about the B plot is that it just. At least there was still, like, the ting of seriousness behind it, but it really mostly just went back to old school Ava Augie plots, except now uh, she is totally not the same character anymore and she's just like a nice sweet girl which i mean it kind of is weird i i don't know it, it was 
her treating him like a dog was sort of funny. Oh, good dog, imagine. I, I mean, yeah, that part of Speaking. it, especially. I, I I enjoyed some bits bits of that. The imaginary. I, I get what they were going for with like he's trying to. They went too far with scruffles. I, I don't think they should have done that. I, I mean, I was just. I don't know. It just no, felt. It just really. It, well, here's the thing: is like obviously kids have imaginary friends and imaginary dogs. Yeah. Um, imaginary dog friends. I had an imaginary dog. What was his name? I don't remember, but he was blue. I had imaginary blue? Pokemon yeah. that like, I brought to school. Not like blue. It was blue's before. Clues? It was before I had seen Blue's Clues. I found that hard to believe. No, really. I've never actually seen an episode of Blue's Clues. That's not true. That's completely true. That's not true. That's completely You're true. Filthy liar. I'm completely true. <laughs> So what were you going to say? <laughs> People have imaginary friends, but... I had imaginary Arcanine. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I really did. Pretty sure real. <laughs> True that. Anyways. <laughs> but it doesn't... First of all, it just doesn't really work on a television show because we are looking at air. So, second of all, it was just... It was too... Uh, hy- it was awkward. Hyped, hyped up? It was it was tightened. I think you're looking for. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It just it it was a. It there was, was too much screaming. It it was it felt like a poor call because it just felt like we were in such a serious zone last episode, and then it felt like oh now we're just kind of going backwards. Well, here's the thing. And I I do like the idea of Augie trying to cheer up Ava. Yeah, but there's two things that wasn't working there. That Ava was too neutral, and Augie was too not good at cheering yeah. her up. Well, he, he can fail, yeah. but if yeah. he's failing, it needs to look like he's failing, not that it's a joke. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There can be a joke mixed in there, but if he's failing miserably, it shouldn't be like, oh, but it's okay, and I feel better now anyways. Yeah, and also just, like, the specifics of it. Like, he should have tried her to get excited about, like, a game, and he, like, didn't want to... She could have been upset, for they, real. Yeah, for one thing, they didn't have, like, enough screen time uh, to really do this, but, like, they should have had Gee, a scene... it sounds like it should have been its own episode. <laughs> they should have had, like, they should have been alone in Augie's room. The parents shouldn't have been there. Yeah. And it shouldn't have been an imaginary friend. It should have been, like, he's trying to get her to play pretend about something, play a game, yeah. and get her mind off of it, and, like, to take her to a magical land. Because the whole idea is they were, like, we're trying to escape reality. So he should have, like, played a video game with her, or played... And what could have been like... cool about that magical land is then that open gets Ava to actually open up and talk about it and not yeah. treat it as a and joke. there could have been ponies. Also, they could have, like, if they really wanted to go into this, they could have, like, straight up done, like... Oh, it becomes like an animated episode, or like it could have like totally been a plot. Yeah. And, and if it was, yeah. Its own yeah, like it could have totally. So, but I feel like this is a separate, separate a plot from the other. A-plot. Yeah, but here's the thing: yeah. it, yeah. Could, it could have been a plot and incorporated the other characters of yeah. like, oh, like I see Riley yeah. and Maya here, but they're as magical fairies, yeah, yeah. and I see Corey here, but he's actually a giant caterpillar. Yeah, it should. It should have. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's there's an episode. There's an episode of Community that I've talked about before, which is all claymation. It's like the Christmas claymation episode and it's because one of the characters who did some really hardcore no, drugs he has some sort of in the parking lot he has some sort of mental illness I, I don't remember what it is but uh-huh. he's really upset about his he's like having a mental breakdown yeah. because of something happening with Christmas and they don't know what it is but he starts seeing everything as claymation and so everybody plays into it and sings songs and acts like they're claymation to try to help him go on his magical Christmas journey and realize what his issue is and they help him out of it their and they, magical Christmas journey <laughs> you know it's crazy but like you could have like done that a similar thing where yeah. like Augie gets everybody together to try to cheer her up and make her believe that they're in and, like, some the, yeah. and then they so they could have been like heroes and then their antagonist could have been like some kind of 
like unseen figure, and it's actually yeah. the conflict between her. And, and it's her like dad. it's like her dad is I mean, the unseen figure. Or something. I've got to be honest. In part two. I didn't see uh, her conflict is that her parents broke up. I saw the conflict is she's having a hard time pretending to have fun with Augie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she was not sad, except for the cheese line. Yeah. She was never sad about her parents. She was sad that Augie uh, is... I don't agree with that. In this episode, the way that I felt about it was yeah. her main conflict was not her dad leaving. It was, how can I pretend that Augie is not insane? Yeah. I, I can see where you're coming from, but okay. But the, but the main thing is that it really did drive home for me that this is this was meant as a two part episode, one big episode yeah. that they did continue. That was a poor choice. They did con- no, I don't think it was. But, but let, me, let me finish. That they did continue the Ava plotline, which really did underline for me. Just take what happened in part one and drag it between these two, or it, make it, part yeah. one, part two, and then put something else before it. What do you? Oh, you're saying? Well, you're, I mean, that's what I meant. Is take what the the I, the general arc of part one and yeah. drag it between the two episodes yeah, yeah. and give that time that you said because I don't. I think if you gave two more scenes like we had these two scenes in this episode, yeah, that would have been enough. Like, to me, that would have been enough. If like, it was handled well, yeah. yeah. So like that really is a bummer. Like, I mean, like know. think about it. Last episode we ended with Ava and Maya. Yeah. And this episode, like, as far as the B-plot, and this episode we ended with Ava, like, appeasing Augie and be like, thanks for, ch- thanks for trying to cheer me up. And it was, like, not that... Poignant or yes. anything. Yeah, it just didn't leave us with anything, really. Yep. Dream, try, do good classes, master. <laughs> and we're out. Alright, so we did the whole B-plot, so I'm jumping back to scene five at the bakery, uh, where the guys are looking for their physical inferiors and... Well, I guess Farkle's a guy. <laughs> I was looking for his intellectual inferiors. Um, uh, so, Lucas feels bad. I like his acting a lot in this scene, and it really, to me, showed how he's been growing and how he could be used really well if he was given the right material. He's not growing anymore. He's just feeling. <laughs> so, he feels bad that they left. I won't stop making that joke. <laughs> and... Now, I don't... They say a lot of weird lines that it's like... They go like, Riley has even more faith in us than she has in them. Which no, no, is completely she... the opposite of what happened last episode. It was no, why you were upset. Doesn't. It was no, literally why you were upset. I mean, this next scene uh, and a half or whatever it amounts to... I forget yeah. how the cuts are. This, I have so little to say about this other than it just... All my fears. Yeah. Last I just e- realized. L- last episode... I, I love Riley. I think she's awesome character overall... I liked I liked her in this episode. However, last episode and like the overall what this weird conflict was how it started. Yeah, she's insane, and she gets proven right for being insane. Well, wait on that because that's coming. Well, next. yeah, I, I'm I mean, just saying. Well, I mean, this it kind of comes in in this a little bit too because they're all basically saying we were wrong. I mean, I get where he. <laughs> It's com- we went to the outside world. What <laughs> fools we were. I think it's complicated because in some ways, like, they were wrong. The level to which they reacted, I think, was over sure. the top. And especially Farkle. But that doesn't like, necessitate Riley being right. Yeah. In real life, somebody doesn't have to be right. Yeah. both. Yeah. And that's the lesson we've never gotten. Well, that's the, I was talking with Nan about part two, and she felt like nobody was, was actually proven right. And I was like, but both of them should have been proven wrong. If any, like, if any... No, Riley was proven right. Riley was proven I mean, right. she was definitely... I mean, the whole universe was working with her. Yeah. She d- it seemed like she didn't necessarily think she was right. 
And, like, she was back and forth on whether or not she yeah. was right, but everyone else was basically like, no, girl, you were right. Yeah. She, she does, she, was, she does, they do apologize. I want to point that yeah. out. Yeah. She wasn't, she wasn't, like, hyper-confident about yeah. herself, but the universe of the show said she was right. Yeah. I just feel like those two scenes in Topanga's were mediocre. Yeah, and, and so, I mean, I thought there were some interesting things as far as, like, I get why Lucas would feel the way he's feeling. I get, like, he's like, oh. In a different episode. Yeah, as far as, like, I get that, like... I didn't, you know, not only could I not protect them, I abandoned them, I don't deserve to go back. Like, I get that. I like all yeah. these ideas, I just feel they screwed it up in this episode. Yeah. They should have taken these things, planned it better, taken away the weird, benevolent bullies, figured these characters to get into it organically, get proven wrong themselves, get yeah. struggle themselves, learn something for themselves, not have it handed to them. I don't know why we have to hand these things to them. And then, then they could have had this scene, and then it would have been okay. Yeah. It, it just, it makes it, it... I was talking with Nan about how I feel like the core message that I think they're trying to go for is stick together, and people out there, you know, will be better than you, but you have to try anyway. And, like, those messages are fine, and we'll get into the more specifics of them. But there's a secondary message that feels unintended, but is definitely there, which is, if you have faith in things, you're going to be probably proven right. And you right. should have faith in things because everything's perfect. And That's a dangerous Yeah, yeah. It message. just That paired with the revisionist history yeah. of everything in this episode, it's just like... Garbage. Literally, like, it's the episode is, if you feel good about yourself, then you're objectively right and everything's great and it doesn't matter how you remember something just as long as you remember it in the way that you're the hero well this is a good exactly. tra- this is a good transition because now we're in the classroom scene so let's okay. talk about the alamo did you want to read those those uh false those that was the the fear of the no it, right. it didn't pertain too much but just in general like let's just talk about how all the guesses that we had from part one about this being revolutionary war they, the twist was <laughs> it's the of, alamo it's the, even though the, all the name dropping is rev war it's now the Alamo, which was like 1830s. 18. I think it was like early 1830s, I think. And so this was the Texas Revolution, which, if you don't know the story, basically Mexico came a lot further up higher. And back in the day. Back in old Western day. Ye old times. Um, and so no, this not is, ye old times. So the U.S. <laughs> the U.S. exists. The Revolutionary War happened. Now Mexico is recently independent from Spain. And there's this portion in Mexico up north called Texas, or I forget, I don't know how to pronounce Texian. it. It has like a J in it in the original thing. But um, they wanted to populate Texas. So what they do is they basically opened up and said, anybody, any head of a household can come here, claim land, it's yours. What happened was all the white guys from the U.S. came and said, oh, thank you very much, and took it all. Now you have these people who have only been here for about 10 years or so, who are now the majority in this area. And this area is already it's the gentrification. It's this already an unstable <laughs> area. So what they're doing now is they're trying to succeed from Mexico. From one of the primary reasons for this is pro-slavery. Texas, separate from the U.S., its own nation state here, is trying to break away from Mexico because Mexico is trying to abolish slavery, and the Texans, who are the white uh, U.S. Americans, want to preserve slavery in the area. Yeah, come. Well, not officially, they were American. Yeah, I guess that's yeah, a they're, they're expatriates. Yeah, they're yeah. American expatriates in this area, which is now Mexico. And now they're trying to break away from Mexico and create their own country. Now, sure, they were martyrs in the sense that they defend, defended the fort, but 
Like, for all the wrong reasons. But like, like Corey said, you know... The reason The, the reason is what makes you strong. Which, yeah. I mean, and the thing is, despite all that moral discrepancies, just the narrative discrepancy of, like, getting that so muddy in with the Revolutionary War, there's no reason yeah. for that. It just... Part of the reason is, we you know, we talked in part one about, oh, we think it's all about Revolutionary War. They're talking about kings and patriots, kings yeah. and patriots. Yeah. And... We thought, oh, well, that means there'll be a revolution. I mean, We're, somebody yeah. just must be stupid. I, have no <laughs> yeah. other, like, I don't want to say this, but I have no other explanation that somebody or a group of people is stupid. Yeah, because they, they don't understand how to have coherent ideas. Because I guess don't understand why they were talking about kings and patriots so much if there wasn't going to be a revolution. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I thought it was going to be the Alamo. And I, I can understand why they talked about kings in general, that they're like, they're, we thought we were the kings, but we're not the kings. They're the kings. Someday we'll be the kings. Whatever. But and, like, but the patri- why is patriots even in there? And the weirdest part of the patriotism is you're assuming that when they're talking about the Alamo it has anything to do with the U.S. When Texas succeeded from Mexico, it was its own state, and it wanted to be its own state for a while, and then it wanted to be part of America afterwards when it was really sucking and the economy was garbage, and the U.S. didn't even want Texas. Yeah. Took a we while. still don't! It, it, <laughs> unless That's we're talking mean. about part three. <laughs> um, I'm not... Okay, I, I know some lovely people from Texas. I'm not... I you, it sounded like you said ugly people. <laughs> lovely. lovely people. But it doesn't mean that I want Texas. It's just like such a revisionist history... And then we get to the other thing about like oh and and then and we go what? we back let's let's backtrack to about when they were sort of half talking about the Rev War yeah and we talk about well, what was the land before we got here oh unclaimed wilderness there was nobody here before we I, didn't commit genocide at all you know except for the <laughs> hundreds of thousands of indigenous people that we then killed I mean uh. what. Like, this is let's, like... Corey, let's fill this room... What did he say let's fill this room with? Knowledge. Knowledge? How yeah. about the Trail of Tears? <laughs> I mean, it's it's amazing. This is not even, like, an overtly patriotic episode. Yeah. But there's the undertones that are in shows like this. And, like, the baffling. extreme American exceptionalism and... I think they need to start doing less American history. They need to start doing more world history. Don't you remember Damocles? They they need to do American history. Correctly. They need to talk about slavery. They they don't just want to be like, and we're great, and we're America, and you're JFK. They need an and Fidel Castro is bad, and Farkle, go home. Yeah. They They can't... They need a li- like they need an Anne Frank episode. They need a lot of things. That- I think we are getting a race episode this season. Okay. But so it's not something. enough to do with that. I mean, yeah, it needs I, I, to be, I, know, I know. They need to not sensationalize it. Because it's it's a history class. It's so Easy. Easy. Because it's a history class, but they make it so hard because everybody on the writers failed. Yeah. History. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it was it was very vague, and I don't. I didn't remember a lot of this history, so I'm in the position. I mean, maybe even some of the middle schoolers know remember more, know more than me because they just are studying it. You know, it's been years since I've studied it at this point. But I, you know, I took him at his word because you know he's an authoritarian figure, yeah, and you and and, nice guy. and one would assume that the writers did their research. And, you I don't know. think I ever assumed that. <laughs> I mean, you clearly you did in Boy Meets World. I mean, how many things I do we... Did. I mean, it's, it'd be interesting to go back and see how much of what they said in Boy Meets World was We accurate. definitely can, but, but I like, feel like they had a lot more standards. Yeah. Especially with Bill Daniels. 
I mean, he, it, it was probably also helpful. They did a lot of books. They did a lot I also just feel like William Daniels just knew what he, he was yeah, talking no, he about. Was, he, he, as the actor, was also part of a lot of historical things. Yeah. And he himself would be more versed. I feel yeah. like he wouldn't be like, so this is egregious. If he had something in front of him that was egregious, I feel like he would bring it up. Yeah. I also just want to throw in that I'm sick of Marley and hope he doesn't stay. Uh, so you mean Swarley? Yes. Swarley! <laughs> William Daniels also just has a broad background of knowledge because he's British. Yeah. And by that you mean Kit. <laughs> Alright, so so in scene seven, this is the scene at the bay window. I do want to say before we get to the bullies. Skip it. Just skip before it. we get to the bullies, I, I liked the Riley being like, sometimes I go full on Riley and I, you need to watch out for that. Yeah, I mean, that um, was a good joke, but... Okay, so... Uh, it was really true, though. It was really... Yeah. How about this? For the sake of this recording, I'm going to get up and leave the room when you talk about this. Thing. No, no, no. We have, to, we have to talk about this. Okay, so... We, we have to talk... Intervention. We have to talk about this. <laughs> we need to talk about Kevin. Uh, so... The Bully Brigade, I, I was very the bully brigade. I, I was very close to being right about their backstory. Because I remember I had said, oh, I assumed this happened to them and, and somebody yeah, else taught I mean, them. Exactly. It, it wasn't exactly that. It was it that was, they... It happened to them and they learned from it. Yeah, the which I wrote down, why isn't their story that the bullies went through just actually the story right. that that, just that went it. half the people left and wanted to try to go out there and half people stayed in their hidey hole and yeah. wanted to just like be play it safe but you know, and then Dan, it broke up the group that would just be way too competent well because it would have been like the rules episode where so what it would have been lucas Lu, let's say lucas maya smackle yeah and then riley ferkel zay you are oh, you're saying you want you, that's like, the factions yeah I mean, I don't see why it would be different factions. Clearly, the four people wanted to go out there, and Riley didn't, and Maya stayed with her. Just to make it yeah. half and half. I suppose. I mean, it doesn't really just, matter. But but either way, I, I just... Well, also to have different group dynamics than we've ever had, yeah, let's too. Get, let's suppose, get back on track, though. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, I mean, the main thing that this scene, as we were walking it the second time, I, that I thought was just... The bullies don't need to exist for this plot to happen at all. That literally, if you if you excise the bullies from the two parts of this show, then literally nothing and would... And add more re- things to make yeah, it. Yeah, nothing would, nothing would really change. All it really has... Because the actual story is about some people thinking that they're kings and having hubris and going out and, and pushing themselves and not taking their time and certain people feeling like, oh, we want to take our time, you want to be more cautious... And, and that Riley causing would have a divide. Less insane. Yeah. yeah, and we don't have this weird package handed to them. That's like a cryptic lesson that they have to learn at the end, just cause, just because it gets proved true, just because it is true. And then, even though the lesson is, uh, don't rush into thinking you're the best. At the end, all the things that they wanted to do after they learned that they shouldn't rush into them, they do. Yeah. Like, literally, like, yeah. the, the lesson for... Wait, wait, okay, well, can we hold off on that part? Because no. I don't agree with you. <laughs> but, like, the, the part that I, I do want to say is they could have even had bullies just in part the beginning of part one that actually were bullies and that set off and made Riley feel nervous that, oh, we, we shouldn't step out of our box. Oh, yeah, and he tried to defend them, but yeah. failed, but he still yeah. thought he could. And, and so you literally you don't need it to be that they have an elaborate plan. You just have actual bullies for one scene yeah. that make everybody uncomfortable and causes a rift and that and then the bullies don't come back and they're just mean and you know they're just mean people that, that poke fun at the silly freshmen yep. and, and they, they, they don't t- learn a lesson at the end yeah I mean what do you mean no they don't the, yeah. I mean the bullies didn't learn a lesson anyway because they were always no, right no I'm, I'm referring another episode oh you're, <laughs> you're talking about Billy you're talking about yeah. Billy oh yeah yeah uh, 
Okay, but the, so the one in defense of the bullies, though, I, I will say this. I am going to defend them slightly. First of all, I'm going to say that I actually significantly like them better in part two. Nope. Uh, I did not. I think their acting was better. I think their lines are better, and I don't. They didn't try to be as fun. That try to be funny that much, so I didn't. It didn't really bother me. Uh, and I, I also think. How did they find out where she lives? <laughs> That's creepy as. But um, hey, Riley, these thirty-four-year-old people <laughs> that say that your friends are just about to barge yeah, into Rome. Corey was so okay with them being yeah. the house makes me feel like he really did put them all up to it. <laughs> but okay, but I guess so. The idea of we went through a hard time. Now we're seniors. We're looking at these little freshmen, and we want to teach them, teach them, and like pass on our knowledge. I know you think that's like terrible. I don't really see why, to be honest, because I, I, I think it's slightly unrealistic, and it would be nice to have actual bullies that are real. And it's, It'd be and nice for them to, like, just go through life and learn something. Just just learn. I, I agree, but I'm just saying, as far as, if, if, like, the main, if that's the main issue, then yeah, I get it. We don't need some omniscient force controlling them. They could just actually learn. I can agree with that for sure. But the idea of people wanting to pass things down, I don't think that that's necessarily that bad. I don't... I mean, if it was about that, though. It is about that. It's completely about that. In fact, they say, we hope you do this for people later. And so I, I don't think that that's that weird. If anything, the issue that I have is much more about Riley being proven right, that you can trust people you barely know, and that you can trust them to the point of upsetting all your friends, and that things always work out. And so that that's the part that I don't like, is that everything is just too fluffy and happy. Well, the, there's no actually bad bully. There's no actually... Her being wrong and, and having to learn something. they were bad bullies, though, because in the end, well, in the end, they're stupid because <laughs> their whole thing was we wanted to keep you in the hole so you'd all hang out more. Well, g- thanks, genius. Your plan broke them up. Yeah, that's a good point. No, well, I mean, that's one of the points I'm trying to make. So their plan was to keep them together. What they do is break them up. Now, the end result was supposed to be that they learned hubris, and by doing this, the they stopped them from trying out from football. And then when they learned their lesson, they were encouraged to try out for football. Uh, if they had just tried out for football, that just would have been it. No, I, I don't think I, I've ever heard you say the word football so much <laughs> in one day. So, I mean, that's a complicated thing. So I, I can see where you're coming from there. And the other thing is, like, the whole thing is, like, they were down in the hole all together. Yeah. And they all came up out of the hole together. Once they so were ready. Once, But they were ready. They just were joined back together, but they never had to be split if it weren't in the hole in the first Let's place. Let's be real, there was no reason for them not to be ready at the beginning of the episode one. I mean, the whole thing was, they were ready at the end because they stuck together. There would have been no reason for them to break apart if it wasn't for the thing that broke them apart, which was the bully situation. Yeah, they were all together, ready to, in the hallway. When they had all, the, all their elbows yeah. linked, that was their strength, was the was honestly the power of friendship. Yeah. They opened the doors to the power of friendship, yeah. which had nothing to do with the actual lesson that the bullies were trying to teach, and yet that was the only thing that saved no, them. No, that, that was the lesson that the bullies were trying to teach. Not quite. No, no, that, no was that, was, that was definitely part of the lesson, which is that you guys have to stick together. Uh, that's the problem. Okay, so uh, you know what I'm beginning to realize is this is a classic girl meets world. Too many lessons in one thing situation. Because I do agree that there there's a difference. Because there was definitely a, uh, for from both Corey and the bullies, there was definitely the stick together. Yeah, it's patriots important. have to stick yeah, together it's so that they it's can. In, it's important to work together. Slavery in America. But then there was then there was the um, hubris thing, and then there was the even if you have hubris, still try and try to go out there and do good and and, and like. Class dismissed. Yeah, like that. That's like a separate. 
It's kind of like a separate thing. So there's they're kind of jamming a lot of things together. Because I agree with you. It's not like they weren't sticking together. That they they started not sticking. Well, they weren't as soon as there was trouble. They weren't sticking together. As soon as there was weird pre-packaged trouble that resulted from Riley believing in this artificial thing wholeheartedly. Yeah. That's what broke them apart was Riley having this bl- blind faith receiving this artificial package. Yeah. And that was the trouble that broke them apart. Yeah. It's, which it's, was the only direct result of their bullying. Yeah. So the only direct result of their bullying is what caused the strife. So if they had not interfered at all, they would have been a little bit gung-ho, but they would have stuck together while they would have do- doing it, and then they wouldn't have had any trouble. I, it's it's interesting, yeah. I, it's, hmm. Because you're right, because, okay, so, because the, the situation that they that happened as far as the four people who went off and then the football and the, yeah. and the robot... <laughs> and like that—that's the thing that, they, that the bullies were trying to prevent, but it happened anyway. They didn't get pro- the bullies should have been proven wrong. The bullies weren't right. Yeah, they were morons. I mean, I guess you're probably right. I, I mean, but yeah, it's—I think the bullies should have been fed to angry hamsters. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I the more I think about it, the more convoluted it is, and the more it just like it's uh, it's asinine. How's your grade doing? It's not honestly, not doing well. The, the word yeah, like, is just it's an asinine plot device. I don't get it. I don't. I, who yeah. like it's somebody was really proud of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it was like, oh yeah, this is how the Alamo happened. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, you're right. It is a lot of issues. It doesn't. It doesn't hold together. It doesn't make sense. Not at all. I, I mean, the Alamo happened with the ghost of George Washington coming to the people <laughs> with his at cherry, the fort. With his axe made from a cherry tree, yeah. and he passed on the knowledge to them through uh, his nose. Yeah. Through his no, nose. No. Okay. Okay. Look, but there are still there are still pieces that I like that we're gonna get to in a second. Uh, yeah, isolated so, yeah. chunks of ideas that could have been better yeah. in a different episode that they wasted. Yeah, so I, that, and yeah, then again, it comes down to I am able to enjoy the isolated chunks out, out of their context and still enjoy them. But if they took and, those yeah. chunks, if they took the script, yeah. cut it up, yeah. save those for later, yeah. threw 84% of it yeah, away. Yeah, I just can't, I can't fail that when there are significant chunks that I think are really good. You know, but... Less than 30%? Less than 30... Mm, I don't know. No, not less than 30... Less than, less than 30% are... Are good. Are good? No, no, no. I like the I like the Riley in my intro. I really like the football thing. No, I really like the classroom. I, no I, really like the, the I really like the classroom scene. So, like, there's significant things here that I like. I, I don't know. But I will say, I you guys seemed really upset about the triangle mention it here. Was like, it was garbage. I and... actually liked it quite a bit. I, I thought it was funny. I, I thought it was. It was again. It's ridiculous, but like it's a four year triangle. Yeah, and that's the point. And so, and that's the point too. To be like, don't end up like them, guys. You have to figure this out. Well, they're not going to, Dan, because it's not a triangle. <laughs> I don't know. I, I enjoyed that. I thought that was I think it was ridiculous. Joke but for I thought, every episode of season three until they actually they're make they're some actually good, they're actually going to address it pretty quickly within like five episodes or something. Um, but <laughs> for that's pretty quick. <laughs> I mean, comparatively, it but have <laughs> but I, I mean, because especially yeah. 
I, so when we talked about the whole polyamory, like, one globule relationship thing, this episode ultra reinforced that. It was ridiculous. <laughs> They're like, our comp- our situation is complicated. And they started, like, blushing. Really <laughs> happy together. Like, yeah, like, like, straight up, like, that could easily have been a joke about polyamory. Like, it really felt like it was. I don't, like, yeah, I mean... Like, <laughs> I know the problem is for me the problem is not the joke the problem yeah. is the implications of the joke in the context of the drama that's supposed to be there what do you mean the same like the same thing like last is... time just I think that that the, was the joke from part one was yeah. a really good joke but if I, all I, uh, but if all they're having no. from this issue which was a big conflict in the last season yeah. is only jokes no it's just right now it's in the background it's background humor until don't you think that episode. dealing with this would have been really on their mind starting when starting high school yeah but I also that could have been what broken them up <laughs> I mean yeah but I also I actually preferred that they didn't I actually so assuming this was done a little bit better. I actually think this was a the right. Bit? I, I think this was the right choice because I think that high school itself and entering high school is a very relatable thing that a lot of people deal with and have struggles with, and that making it into a big triangle romantic plotline that is totally not about this would have been a bad idea. So I think it totally makes sense to focus on entering high school and what that means. Put the romance on hold a little bit, but, but still acknowledge sure, it exists sure. and make little jokes. And I think that's what they did, and I think that makes sense. I'm not sure that's what they did. I haven't seen them out of locker yet. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> no, okay, wait, we're not switching from that. I don't understand what you're, what, what it, the Let's just move on. Is. Let's just move on. All right, fine. I was right. Yeah, okay. um, <laughs> so there, now we have the second bakery reconnection thing. Riley and Maya apologize. Yeah, skip that scene. They too. should. They should have gone. They. We, they did say we should have gone with you. We shouldn't have stayed in the hole. So that is something. You know. I mean, it's something in the it's way so that it's a muddled. mushy. It, it's a mushy middle, which is not necessarily bad. The problem is, in this context, it's confusing. Riley having overly over too much faith in things is never really addressed. Yeah, and like. And it, I mean, I was talking. With she you. feels bad, but the yeah. show thinks that she shouldn't feel bad. Yeah, and the thing is that Lucas is the one given an arc. Lucas, Lucas, yeah. and all of them are the ones who do something, feel bad about it, realize they made a mistake, really apologize, and then he says thank you at the end. She is not given that. Yeah. She because so because she is in for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, because according to the show, she was not wrong. Yeah, uh. so. Maya grabs Lucas. We liked that with the everybody. Yeah. Everybody's strong. To, to me, her grabbing him wasn't that funny. It was him saying everybody's stronger well, than I mean, me. Yeah. I, I think that Maya was oh, was good in this scene. Yeah, uh, yeah. She leaves because she realizes high school was. She almost leaves because she realizes high school was more than f- one year. Uh, they talk about how we're the cause worth fighting for, um, much like slavery. And uh, yeah, yeah. Lucas is sorry, and then he talks. This is the part that's really that really reinforces Riley's side. He says they showed us what it is to be strong. Yep. What? Hiding in a hole is what it is to be strong. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Sure. Um, the Hiding time... in a hole while believing some random thing that somebody told you for no good reason it was strong. much like George Washington's ghost. So, okay, so now we're in the scene that I wanted to talk about. So, no desks. First of all, I really liked this idea of yeah, them all I mean, being on the floor. Good, the set but... was great. I liked them one by one bringing their desks in. Except that only... I, I know, I know. Only our main characters, which I get. Oh, like... Captain, my Captain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you four, now everyone get your desks. I just wanted to make a point to my children. I did... One of the Marley, Marley lines I liked was, what I want to ask now is why... Okay, I thought that was actually fun. I just have one question <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, so I didn't like that she got Topanga's line. I understand. 
I did like the transition of him saying the Abigail Adams quote about to to do to be good and to do good is the whole do is the whole duty of man. I thought that was a good quote. Yeah, and it's like yes. why. And it, again, but it had all, all to do with the Alamo. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> again, that reinforced why is the Alamo part of this all? Just focus on Abigail Adams. Focus on that message. Abigail. Yeah, did I say the wrong? Abigail. Abigail. I don't know. <laughs> it's what, like the first time I let because you almost had like the hint of an L, but the second time you're like Abigail, Abigail. Focus oh, on Abigail, Abigail. <laughs> focus on Abigail Adams, and that is a that is a good quote, and yeah. it is a good transition. To well, that. I agree with that, and, but in yeah. a different episode. And you know, acknowledge the bullies didn't do good. Yeah. Yeah, and I liked the idea, like, the, the whole idea of filling the room with knowledge and bringing that in. Like, that's a really good idea. Again, the context really is unfortunate, because I think that all this was really smart. Um, and that, so Riley learned that a new place you can learn from those that have been there already. That's not something she learned. That is something she innately believed in beforehand. <laughs> and it's like, if anything, that should be maybe what Lucas learned. <laughs> which, which I mean, like, isn't like that bad of a message, but it's it is not a not he didn't learn anything. What amazes me overall about the beginning of this season is the logic system is very similar to certain ancient philosophy, ancient philosophies about the way the world works and about the way the mind works, and. These are not the kind of things that we develop from in a good way. These are the kind of things that ruin civilization for years. I'm not talking about the good philosophies. I'm not talking about the things that made things go forward. I'm talking about the things that stagnated consciousness. So, I... Okay, so I did like the Lucas and Zay thing. I liked them saying that they learned that there are going to be people out there that are stronger than us, and what we have to do is you have to get stronger. I know you think it's ridiculous. Is it, though? Is that what they have to do? Because that's just just plain... That's social Darwinism. Meaning that your worth is directly based off your strength. Whatever that strength is, doesn't have to be physical, but the fact you have... To get no, stronger. No, no. If you're not, you're not worth no, it. No, that, that is not what they're talking about. You're, you're, you really jump to conclusions. <laughs> what they're saying is, we want to be strong. We want to be on the football team. We realize we're not innately the best. Okay, so just super to, like, forget about the word strength and just talk about a- athleticism. What they're saying is, there are going to be people out there that are better than us, and, you know, we're not just going to be upset about it and accept that. We're going to try. And that's it's very much connects with the dream, try, do good. That well, is and, one thing, and, and I think that that is a part of it. Yeah. But unfortunately, a lot of baggage that it carries, it, it just really is that it's not actually learning the lesson that I am okay about my shortcomings. It is, I am... I think you're you're putting in things that that aren't there. Well, also because you're bringing up social Darwinism, and I feel like there's a weird twist on what you're bringing up, because... My personal understanding of social Darwinism is that, like, those who are fit, but those who are fit are more in the middle. If you think of, like, a bell curve of, like, those who are totally unfit to survive by just not ha- by being at the very bottom of the quote-unquote food chain, and the- those who aspire in the social structure, like, say, with money or with, like, strength or, like... Farkle solely focusing on intelligence and that's it. That would be at the other extreme and that's also not fit. So someone who just gets their basic needs met and achieves happiness and fit it would be fit Wait, to Wait, you don't think like Bill Gates is fit? 
I don't understand. There are different that. definitions of social norm yeah. in his well, different like, fit. Well, I don't know Bill Gates personally. Well, I'm, but I'm, I'm saying, but like in the in like the grand scheme of things, like a like a rich person who solely went after those things, he has to have high security all the time. He can't really integrate into the public. Oh, you're saying he's like in the public eye and they're the targets. He's just, yeah, yeah well, that's, that's not survival that's either. Not, that's not integrating into life normally. No, but that's not what social Darwinism is about, though. That's, that's, that's a little, that's an extra tier on that, I guess. But social Darwinism is just either you're on the top or you're on the bottom. Yeah, and, if you're and, on I, the think, top, and I think you, the rich people are on the top. Yeah, no, that's, diff- that's, that's a different thing that you put on top. But basically, my, my biggest thing is that the, the learning that it's okay not to be on the top but their takeaway is, let's be on the top. No, that they're not learning that it's. They're learning that we're not there yet, but we should still we should strive for excellence. We're learning that just because I'm not great right now doesn't mean I should give up and accept that. I should keep trying, and I think that, that totally makes sense. It, I it's like, it's, it's that, like but... think, think about it from the perspective. Remember we talked about in creativity how Maya should have failed, that they should have failed, and art should have been canceled, and then Maya should have picked herself back up. And gone and found a different way to learn art. Had gone out and be like, you know what? I can't do it this way, but I'm gonna keep trying anyway. And maybe I'm not the greatest artist, but I'm gonna keep at it and keep struggling and keep trying and get better with time. And that it doesn't matter that I'm not the best yet because I'm still young yeah. and I'm gonna keep and trying. That is not a bad lesson. I like the lesson. The problem is this episode was about hubris, and I don't agree aspiration. With you. I don't think I don't think it was is the just opposite about of that. hubris. I. I don't agree with that. Because he, he, what do they specifically say? They say they learned that there are stronger people than us out there. And I, so it's not just about hubris, because it wasn't just hubris. Because it was mock, it was fake hubris. I mean, it was hubris in part one. But in part two, they didn't actually have hubris. Because they were psyching themselves out up because they knew they were going to get creamed. And they're like, no, we're going we're gonna to believe this. And then they went through and then they realized, you know, yeah, we can't. We really... Riley was right. We really are going to get destroyed. We can't just jump in like this. We have to work and work our way up to it. And I, I think that I think that between the football scene and what what Lucas and uh, Zay say at the end, I actually think that's a nice little east, nice little thing hidden within all this other gunk. You know, like I I really like because I think that's a message that a lot of people have to deal with when they when they are like a big fish in, you know, their little high school. It, to me it feels more like a college thing in some ways. Yeah. It's like I'm a big fish yeah. in high school. I go to college and I realize, hey, I know four people who got perfect scores in their SATs. This is, you know, like I might have been smart before, but you know, that was there was like casual of them. They didn't even try. And, you know, and that's even if if you're in this college, if you went to Harvard or MIT, you know, like, it's, that's something you have to realize, that you're not the best. Does that mean you give up? No, that means if you want to be smarter, if it matters, because that's the thing, it matters to Lucas and Zay that they want to be stronger, they want to be better, they want to be in the football team, so they're not just going to give up, they're going to get stronger. Well, I don't want them to give up, I just want that to be a lesson for a different episode. Alright. Is what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that I do think that that is a good lesson, and that is in there, and I like that part of the lesson. Well, that's not the lesson they learned. I don't agree. They literally say that's literally the lesson they say. Right, that's the lesson they say at the end, but has nothing to do with the lesson they learned supposedly based from, on the from setup. the bullies. Yeah, you're right about that because they literally would have they would have just gone to football practice, realized that they stink, and, and then, then just worked hard. Yeah, that's, yeah, I agree with that. So that I agree with the bullies are totally have no bearing on that plot line, which is the interesting plot line to me. Okay, let's yeah. go. <laughs> All right. Is there more? There's very little more. There's no more. Marley gets Corey's desk, which is ridiculous, but I liked it. 
Um, Everyone picture Marley getting Corey's desk. <laughs> um, they thank the bullies, which I was knew would make you upset. Um, and then they. Well, I mean, we saw it coming. I mean, Thor said, "You will." I mean, Moving and on. he was in fact Thor. So. <laughs> and now, he might have been Zeus. I think he might have been Zeus. Actually, <laughs> now I do think. It's interesting because you mentioned the whole... Because th- when I first saw the, the scene of them all clinging arms and then, then like, weathering the storm of everybody yeah. coming, I was, like, I was like, you know what? That's actually pretty, like, a pretty smart way of, like, we started with this of, one like, thing. causing a panic and blocking a <laughs> fire hazard. But that, that, that was, like, a pretty smart visual thing of, like, oh, we started separately and we're all destroyed and now we're clinging together and we weathered the storm together. That That is a nice visual thing, but you're right that it's not like they weren't all friends together at the beginning. Yeah. So they just happen to not be standing next to <laughs> you know, like it didn't. So that's uh, it's weird. Yeah. Um, you did want to point out the kid oh, at the stairs. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so one of the things we were t- I forget if we recorded this or not, but last time we were watching the whole set with the stairs is that there's supposed to be a landing there and the stairs that continue down as it turns to go to the floor beneath it, and we saw characters going in and out um, a couple times last episode. And we were like, okay, I mean, but I still want to see it from the other angle. I want there to have be a separate set that we see the stairs from the other angle and we see people going down it. Now, at the end of this episode, the very last scene, when all those extras in the background come around, go around them and go down behind the stairs, it's funny because just like I thought there was, there's just a little bit of an area beyond the side of the camera where people just go and stand and wait for the shot to move away or whatever to make it look like they went down the stairs. But because there were so many people going down the stairs, you could see them filing down and there's a wall that they're coming to and eventually the last couple of people have nowhere to go and you can just see this one kid's ear between all the friend's legs just like trying to coach down and get out of the frame. But you can just see they all just went around the corner, went down and just tried to hide. It was really, it's like really obvious if you look for it. Yeah, I, I saw it right away and I made them go back. I was like, that is so funny. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. All right, so we're basically wrapping up. Uh, it, we're recording this early because it was on Watch Disney early, and so we don't have mail time, unfortunately. Uh, oh, except for what was the tweet? That we have some tweets, but but we can. Um, but there was a funny one. Oh, uh, from Jeremy Pape. Did you want to read the Jeremy Pape one? Oh, do you really want me to read that one? I mean, he sent it to us. Why not? There, yeah, there was a funny Jeremy Pape one. But actually, he's getting that up. Uh, I do want to say, I'm I'm making a plea now, writers. <laughs> Please make the next episode better. Please make Keith Please happy. Please do better. Please make Please Keith try. happy. I'm not happy either. Well, yeah, but he when he's not happy, ain't nobody happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next time I'm not happy, I'm, I'm pulling up a storm of assholes. Oh, man. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I just, I want us to have fun with this. And it's hard. It's hard, so please just make the next episode better. Because I, because I honestly, because I don't, they haven't produced it yet, right? Because they're doing it now. Because I guess I, I don't blame you. Like I, yeah. you, you are being. I do think you're being a little over the top, but you're not being that over the top. I'm just trying to keep some positivity happening here. You know what I am too. That's the scary part. All right, so at Jeremy Pape ninety three says. If you created a show and got valid criticism, would you try to create characters who just make fun of that, or would you try? <laughs> and on that note... Dream. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do the emails and stuff. But I, I do think Wait, we have more? No, he means... No, 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 no. I'm like saying... The, yeah, yeah. Um, Send us hate mail. Yeah, yeah. But I also want to say... So I assume he's talking about Marley, right? 
They're, it's that must, been yeah. They're doing oh, it a they, lot. they've done it. They've yeah. just done it. It is it's weird. I, I feel like they did it specifically season, towards yeah. us. So season <laughs> three. I'm kidding. <laughs> season three, that way they handle criticism is by making it a joke. Because I because I have to be honest that if anything, this is one of the episodes that more now that we've talked about how wrong he was with the history, yeah. if anything, it made me more annoyed with his teaching. Because I Even have though the opposite was he, the point. Because, because it looks like he never learned history either. Yeah, yeah, because after I after I rewatched Secret of Life in Rules, I was like, okay, in Secret of Life he makes it explicit that he wants it to be a discussion. So in that way I'm like, okay, they're not just talking out of turn, he wants that. And then I watched Rules where he actually punished people re- repeatedly and was smart. And I was like, okay, you know. Know what maybe we're being too hard on him and then this happened and i'm just like yeah come on Cole. like what is and i don't it's, it's the context too it's, yeah. i mean it's not necessarily the things i mean there are some things being said that are just wrong but it's the context of things and how they mix together which is the major issue here because i re- but i really liked the desk thing why couldn't it have been put into a package why couldn't it be poignant Ugh. Why couldn't the history be accurate? That's what I'm saying. Why did we kill all those Native Americans? So if you want to rant at us in return for our rants, you can email us at gmwpodcast at gmail.com. At this point, we deserve it. Um, send, a, yeah, send us an email at gmwpodcast.gmail.com. You can send us a voice. I would like some hate mail. You can send, I think no, no, you're no. about to. Send us a ranting voice message. Ooh. Specifically. Under three minutes. Under three minutes. <laughs> Punch us in the face with your voice. Nice. Um, ca- that sounds absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Please don't. I uh, follow us on. I said we deserve it, but I don't know if we deserve that. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, that's what we do to them every time we blow up the levels. Yep. So. All right. <laughs> okay, that's fair. We're All right, guys, wrap up. I want to watch Phantom of the Megaplex. So check us out on Twitter at KMW Podcast on Twitter. We got past two thousand before season three started. Thank so you, thank everyone. You. I don't know why you like us, but you do. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google they Play like Music. Us. They really like. We us. got the forty rate. Is on e- iTunes. That's four cool. zero. Yeah, four zero. Woo! So thank you for that. Thank you for all the one star ratings. Um, hey. Check at our website, gmwpodcast.com. I think we might have a guest blog soon, yeah. so check that out. A great place to leave hate mail. Yeah. And uh, dream. <laughs> Try. Do good. Class, Class dismissed. dismissed. When some loud bragger tries to put me down and says this school is great. I tell him right away, now what's the matter, buddy? Ain't you heard of my school? It's number one in the state.